Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 64. A common question I get on this podcast is, what's the difference between Royal Caribbean and sister company, Celebrity Cruises? I've enlisted the help of one of our podcast listeners to dive into what Royal Caribbean has in common with Celebrity and how they differ to help you figure out which cruise line you might be interested in going on next. It's a great discussion into what each cruise line offers. Here we go. Joining me on today's show is my good friend, Brian Alchel. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thanks, Matt. It's good to be here. Absolutely. And, and you know, I brought you on, Brian, because you are a not only a Royal Caribbean fan and a Royal Caribbean veteran, in fact, you're also a very big veteran of celebrity cruises. And, and Brian, I know you've been listening to the podcast, and we've been getting a lot of questions about, you know, Matt, what's the difference between celebrity and Royal Caribbean? I know they're sister companies, but, you know, how do they compare between the two? And, you know, I put it out there. I said, hey, I don't really know, but I opened it up there. And Brian, I actually, it's funny, I know Brian, little inside story here. I know Brian from my un-Royal Caribbean days. Uh, we actually worked together at a at our day jobs. Very and, surprisingly. Yes, very surprisingly. It was like, <laughs> and I was leaving, and it was like, I changed jobs. And like the last like day or two before I left, Brian comes down to see me, and he goes, and, and he basically, we kind of figured out, we both knew each other from online discussions in Facebook <laughs> and had no clue that we were talking to. So right. it was, uh, we both had it. Little do we know that all that time we could have been talking to Royal Caribbean. But anyway, and it's I, good to have and I, and I knew you from, from your blog and, yep. um, you know, a little bit on the uh, podcast as well. So Absolutely. it was just so, very, uh, it was very interesting. <laughs> so here we are reconnected here on the podcast. And I also want to make sure I'm going to put us a link in the show notes to this at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Brian has a fantastic write up on the Oasis of the Seas food review, which well, actually, Brian, you're going to have to change up quite a bit now. This is where you've seen. Right. But um, if you're going on, on Oasis of the Seas anytime soon, it's a great write up about the food options on Oasis. I highly recommend it. So check out the uh, link right there in our show notes. So, Brian, let's talk celebrity cruises. Okay. So. Someone comes to you, Brian, and I'm going to give you the, the, the basic question. I'm sure you've heard this a billion times. Brian, I'm, going, I, I'm considering celebrity cruise I, you know, versus a Royal Caribbean cruise. How, what, what do you tell people is the major differences between the two? Major differences. First of all, let me just preface this by saying that for me, I found walking onto a celebrity ship, I had the same kind of feel as walking onto a uh, Royal Caribbean ship. So, so right off the bat, there wasn't this wow, I'm in a, a foreign land kind of thing, right? I'm, I'm sure listeners that have been on, on several Royal Caribbean ships, there's, there's a certain feel to a Royal Caribbean ship that you're immediately familiar with when you're walk on, walking on, on the ship. And there was a, that certain feeling on celebrity as well. But then there were, there's like little touches, really. It's not like major differences, right? There were little touches. I mean, you walk on and they hand you champagne right away and... In general, and and really can't really even be specific about this, but I'll just say in general that the food quality is a little bit better. And, you know, food is one of those really subjective things. So people have their own opinion on, on food, certainly. And and so it's hard to really say that, oh, the, it's flat out the food food's better, right? It's yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just this little bit of... of I, that I find a little bit of a notch above. The one thing I like about Royal Caribbean is I feel the ships are very classy. And Royal Caribbean to me has that nice mix of classy and, and fun and th- that I, I really enjoy. And, and I find the restaurants to be excellent. And with Celebrity, that's, that's true also. 
but maybe just a touch classier. But it's just a notch. It's not like you're stepping out into something completely different. It's it's. I would not call celebrity a, a luxury line, and and I don't think it's considered that anyway. It's just small differences. The, I, I've been on two celebrity ships, the Equinox and, and the Summit, and you know the Equinox is one of the uh, Solstice class ships. You know the Solstice class ships have have the, the long club up up on top, which is a very nice touch, but it's not it's not utilized very very much right so you have this lawn and you 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 could you could play croquet you can people lounge out there when we came back from an, from one, one day you can go up up there and and have wine and cheese on 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 the lawn a little picnic that they set up oh, nice. so i mean yeah yeah beautiful i mean very nice the 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 time that i spent on the lawn club was mostly walking to the, to the aft part of the ship to go to the uh, sunset bar, which which is a great place to sit and have have a drink. Let me ask you this question, Brian. It's something that I've there, there's a there's a, not a stereotype, but there's just this this thought process about celebrity versus Royal Caribbean that's out there. You tell me if it's true or not. And that is on celebrity ships versus Royal Caribbean ships, you get an older age set on celebrity. Now I'm not saying how old. It's not like you know they're wheelchair bound by any means, but. It's a, there's less families, less younger kids on celebrity ships. Do you find that to be accurate, true, or or just plain false? Uh, again, only from my experience. That I was expecting that question. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was on a European cruise, a Mediterranean cruise over the summer on the Equinox, and I was on the summit from Bayonne down to Bermuda, and that was this past summer. I will say that the crowd I saw on the Celebrity Summit, I, you know, I, I, I've done the Explorer out of Bayonne to to Bermuda, and I would say the crowd was very similar to what I saw on on that cruise. And then the European cruise, that had a ton of kids on it. Really? An absolute ton of kids that were running around and, and being a little crazy sometimes, you know. and And so... From my two experiences, and and again, you know, time of year has a lot to, to do with it. From my experience, there were the summit cruise didn't have as many many children on it. Maybe maybe a little lighter in terms of children than what I saw on the Explorer. But I think I did the Explorer one time. I did it with I'd done the Explorer twice actually, out of Bermuda, and one time my children were were actually w- with me, and I think that was um, during the the spring break time period. So there was certainly a lot of kids on on then on the summit going down there. There were probably fewer kids than that, fewer children than that, but there were still children on the uh, ship and teenagers and you know varying ages. I wouldn't really say that it's specifically an older crowd. Does it skew a little older? It probably does, but the age range is generally the same. Okay, no, that makes sense, and and I think your comparison between Explorer and and the Celebrity Cruise to added Jersey is perfect because obviously same same location, same destination, so it's pretty much as scientific an experiment as you can hold. As close as I can get, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In terms of a Celebrity Cruise, is more included? Do you find than a Royal Caribbean cruise in terms of stuff that might maybe cost you money on a Royal Caribbean cruise, but it's included in Celebrity, or it's about the same in terms of you know opt-ins and things like that. Yeah, I think I think it's really the same, especially being the same company. I think they pretty much follow the same policies in terms of, you know, alcohol packages and what 
might be uh, included. One other thing for for me, and um, I'm going to say this because I like to uh, brag. I'm <laughs> I, I'm only prefacing it that way because uh, I hear online a lot when when people mention this, uh, pe- people accuse them of bragging. I became diamond status on on Royal Caribbean, and my plan was actually to take a celebrity cruise after I, I achieved diamond status on, on Royal Caribbean, which is what I did uh, in 2013 when I took the cruise in the Mediterranean. And so I had elite status coming on. So it's, it's, it's probably a little hard for me to tell without having any status on, on a ship, right? Sure. What, what, you know, because I, I was getting a few extra perks, but I, I didn't, re- didn't really see anything in, in general that would say, uh, wow, you know, I mean, I guess the the champagne as I was walking on. <laughs> yeah, no, nice and that's touch. and we should we should explain for people who aren't aware that people that have your Royal Caribbean status in Crown and Anchor translates over to sister companies, both Azamara cruises as well as celebrity cruises. So Brian gets to maintain that level. Granted, when he gets elite status, you don't get the you don't get to accrue new status based on that. You start actually back at the bottom, that's but true. you get to. Like Brian said, he was Diamond Plus in Royal Cr- in in Crown diamond, and Anchor. Just Diamond, just Diamond. Oh, Diamond. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Someday, Brian. Someday. Someday. And and you went over and you got a lead status with Celebrity. So it's a neat little perk, and that goes for you don't. That's for any any uh, level. In fact, you kind of correlate between the two. So it's a neat little thing that Royal Caribbean does among its companies. So let me ask you this, Brian. Before before you ask me something else, let me just mention yep. one other thing about the status. I I, I heard I heard a, a podcast recently. You were talking about being on a back-to-back cruise and changing status. Oh, yeah. That, that actually happened to, to me. Really? And, how, and I how went, did it work? And I went to the loyalty ambassador, and I told her that our status was changing for the next cruise, and she, she made sure that we had the, the right status for the next cruise. That, that's, there you go. News to use right there, so I appreciate that. I'm sure that's <laughs> no going to some people out. Sure. Let me see this. I guess if you're looking at this, Brian, you're, you're, you're sitting at home, you're uh, you're looking at cruise like like everyone else here, especially like myself. You're sitting there, and be like, oh man, when can I book my next cruise? Yep. And you're looking at pricing, <laughs> and you know you're looking at at things here, and and there's a celebrity cruise for uh, for a certain price, and there's a Royal Caribbean cruise, and you know there's obviously going to be differences, maybe. But let's say you know all things being equal, you know where where do you kind of fall on that? Where do, what would be your recommendation for someone who's looking at a celebrity cruise versus a Royal Caribbean cruise? Is it worth trying at any point? Is it worth waiting like you did and wait until your diamond level and then trying it? Is it better to, you know, invest you just stay on Royal Caribbean side or or, or wait for super duper deals from celebrity? I mean, what's your kind of your thought process on that? You know, just a little bit of my history. I, I've done um, ten Royal Caribbean cruises. I have uh, Quantum uh, of the Seas coming up, which I'm very excited about. I, I also have Liberty Liberty booked for for next summer. So I have a lot in the hopper, per se. And I've done a couple of celebrity. I've done a couple of carnival cruises, I've, and I've done one princess cruise. I'm not one to, to just say, well, I'm, I'm going to stick with, with the royal no matter what, or celebrity no, no matter what. But you do have to take those perks into account, right? Mm-hmm. As you grow your status, you, you do get those extra perks, and, and those are nice. And, and, and they, they do have a, a price a value associated with them. So th- th- I think there is some there is something to say for st- sticking with with a cruise line. I mean, you asked a few things there. Would, would, I, would I recommend getting like a diamond status and then going on celebrity? If you're close, I, I would say yes. If you're not close, then I, I don't think it matters. So in terms of like price point, 
I, I find that celebrity has similar deals to, to Royal Caribbean. I, I generally travel in a balcony, which is called a veranda on, on celebrity. Although I, I've done a, a, a range of uh, staterooms as well. One thing on, on, on celebrity, when we did the cruise over the summer, I, I wanted to be in the aqua class because the aqua class on celebrity gives you a, a specific dining room called blue. And, and the blue dining room has a special menu every night. It, doesn't, it does not follow the main dining room menu at all. It's supposed to be a little bit of a healthier menu. I, I didn't find it specifically healthier. I mean, I, I guess maybe it was, but it's, it's hard to see that. I mean, there's, it, everything still holds. You could order uh, pretty much as much as you want, but it was sort of like eating in a specialty restaurant every night. And, and, and that's going to cost more, more money. So if that's something that you're interested in, it, they have that on, on Celebrity. It's a regular balcony cabin. However, it's, it's called Aqua Class, and then you have certain uh, privileges to the spa as, along with this special dining room that, that you have. So if you know, food is, is something that you really enjoy, I, I do recommend checking out the Aqua Class, and, and I do feel it's worth the, the extra money. You, you need to look at the prices and, and, and decide what's in your budget and what's right for, for, for you. I think I did. I answer your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think it makes perfect sense. I don't think there's any reason not to or or to. It's not. There's anything there. You kind of just right. look at where your your situation is and kind of make a decision. I think that makes perfect sense. And I think a lot of people kind of have this idea. I think that this helps a lot from this understanding that celebrity is not this like elite, uh-huh. uber high class like you know oh hello like, people that are like. The, the mean people from Caddyshack or anything like that. It's not, they're not like that. It's just regular, it's just like real craving. It's just a little different. It's kind of like if you look at car brands, right? And sure. you look at the difference between Chrysler and Dodge as an example. I'm just throwing right. that out there. You know, they're both, you know, about the same range. They give you a little different something here and there, but, you know, they're basically going to cost about the same and offer you a little different variety. So cool stuff. And of course, the other thing was uh, unrelated to this whole celebrity thing. Brian, in response to, of course, we had our episode. Uh, a couple weeks ago about the top five Royal Caribbean specialty restaurants that I put out there, episode 62, which I will link to in our show notes. Brian came up with his own top five specialty restaurants that he believes is the the right list. So, Brian, I'm very excited and curious to hear (laughs) what made your top five. So please start in reverse order with number five. I will. But first, uh, I'm also going to say restaurants, specialty restaurants are kind of my thing because the Oasis review that, that you mentioned before, it, it's called The Almost Complete Food Lover's Guide to the Oasis of, of, of the Seas. My wife and I, we went to every specialty restaurant every night. We never went to the main dining room. We never went to, to the uh, Windjammer at all for the entire week. It, it's, a, it's a review of my cruise, but, it, but it's very restaurant and food centric you know so when i heard your top five i, I really felt like i had to to do my own <laughs> <laughs> all right let, okay. let's see how let's see how wrong i was go ahead no no I, you know there's no right or wrong right so <laughs> actually i think we have a lot of um you know crossover here number five i have uh, giovanni's table yes I which i giovanni's. think yeah and you said that supposedly giovanni's is is sort of family style I, I i don't i don't know if i so agree with that so just be prepared you know everyone can order their own dish and there's going to be just a ton of food <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> number four i have uh rita's cantina i just think it's a good time it's, it's a party you, you just go out there and and you have margaritas and 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 mexican food and then you dance around the uh 
around the restaurant and then you go out into the boardwalk and do a line <laughs> dance out there. It's, they had me come up and I, and, and I had to do a, a shot of tequila, you know, so it's just, it's just, you know, one of those good, good times. It's, somebody's got to do that shot of tequila, Brian. It may as well be you. Exactly. It was, it was rough, but I did it. <laughs> Number three, I have uh, chef's table. Oh, a good chef. I've heard many good things about that. I haven't had a chance to try that out. At, it was on Oasis or was this on Allure? I've done it on both. Nice. Yeah. Big fan of that, huh? Yes. Worth the money? I think it's worth the money. However, I think what people should realize is that the food is great. The wine is only good because it's really limited to the wines that are on the, that are on, on the ship. Ah, gotcha. You know, so the selection isn't, isn't superb. Okay. Number two, I have Chops. Chops Grill. Ah. Um, it's always great. That's what I always say about it, right? People yep. ask, it's, it's consistently good. That's, right. It's hard to beat that. Absolutely. But uh, don't order lobster tartare. That's, oh. that's one, one warning. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good advice. I like that. Never good. Never good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what dropped it to two, though. Okay. Number one is 150 Central Park. Ah, another another uh, another good choice there. And yes. again, do you think it's it's worth that cost? Because I believe I what's totally, it running now these days? I, I'm not even sure, but I, yeah. I it wouldn't even matter to me. Yeah, worth <laughs> it totally. <laughs> and, and 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 you have to do, do the wine pairings with it because and and the wines there are are better. Me and my wife are totally sold on checking out Oasis now with the new changes coming on board, and right. we're trying to desperately find something. So if and when we make that happen, Brian, I'm going to be making sure we check out 150 Central Park because I've I've heard nothing but great things about it. So. I got, I got to a, try it out for a, myself. Yeah, it's such such a great dining experience, and and it was it was great on the Oasis. It was even better on 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 Allure. It was mm. really amazing. Yeah, so I I sort of feel like uh, dynamic dining, which um, a lot of pe- there's a lot of people out there that aren't uh, so thrilled about it. I kind of feel like it's partially my fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem. Yeah, because yeah. I, because I I think I. They saw that I was doing this. I'm sure I'm not the only one that that you know went to this Alton Specialty restaurants. I did this and I, I wrote this review, and the review got you know a lot of attention, and 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 I think that's when they started to think about, hey, we could we could have a ship without without a main a main dining room. Uh, you know, I, I'm not taking credit myself, but, <laughs> but I think it's me and and other people that are gravitating toward towards the specialty restaurants. Yes. There's no question, despite a very vocal uh, amount of people who who are definitely Royal Caribbean fans, that the the trend is to go in that direction. I think Royal Caribbean is just reading the tea leaves, and that. But we'll have to see how it goes. Honestly, I mean, I, we shouldn't we shouldn't assume that dynamic dining is going to be a good thing or a bad thing personally, without actually trying it out. You know, and seeing how it works. And so I'm personally I'm, looking forward to it very much. <laughs> yeah, and Brian, I know Brian. Actually, one quick plug here, Brian is is going on Quantum of the Seas later this year. And Brian's got a Twitter account. Brian underscore A-L-T is uh, his Twitter name. So you want to follow him there. You follow him anyway. Say hello to Brian. Of course, when you're going to be on there, you'll be tweeting out some stuff. So always good to be able to connect with other Royal Caribbean fans. Brian, thank you so much for joining us here and helping us out with the uh, celebrity comparison. And, of course, I love your top five. Really, really good stuff. I like it. (laughs) Thank you. Once again, I want to thank everybody for checking out the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. You know, it's such a pleasure for me to put this show together for you. And I know that week after week, we're getting new listeners who are checking it out every time. And that really makes a big difference to me. So thank you very much. I really consider you, all of you, my friends who check this out and send me emails and tweets and Facebook messages. Really love it, love it, love it. And of course, we're going to start with a good friend of mine with an email from Christopher Percy. 
Christopher writes, in episode 61, taking better cruise photos. Thanks for having Ryan on the podcast. I, for one, am a novice when it comes to taking good photos and welcome all the ideas, recommendations, and suggestions discussed. My method of attack until now has been take as many pictures as possible and then hope some were good. Not a terrific strategy, so now I have an improved plan for taking better pictures and have really benefited from Brian's expertise. Christopher, I agree 100%. Uh, it is a great show. And you know what? Your method actually isn't bad. In fact, I'm sure Ryan would tell you it's good. Take, take as many photos as you want. That's the great thing about digital photography these days is you can take – I mean, you're only limited by how many memory cards you have. And even then, you can probably just download them to a computer if you brought one with you. You know, And then you can delete the memory card and start over and you know keep, continue going until you literally fill up your hard drive, which I don't think will ever happen. So – you really should feel free to take as many photos as you can because you never know, it, especially in a situation where there's an action shot going on. Just, you know, put it in sports mode or just take as many photos as you can. You never know which ones are going to come out the best. And it's better to have a couple that you have to delete rather than, oh, I probably if I just hang on another second or two, I would have gotten the better one. So there's nothing wrong with taking as many as possible. But obviously incorporating some of the strategies that Ryan and I discussed, I think will definitely help you out there. So thank you for the email as always, Christopher. Next, we have an email from Lisa Quinn who writes, Question about cruise sales. I'm a mom with three children, two teens, and I'm looking for a cruise late June or anytime in July, but I found that prices are outrageous. I've noticed a lot of talk about the cruise week sales that are coming up. Are Royal Caribbean prices really any different? Their promotion seems to be as same as it is now. Buy one, get one half off their inflated prices. Any device would be appreciated. I even looked at Carnival, Sigh, trying to figure out a cheaper way to cruise this summer. Lisa, I can tell you, you are not alone in trying to find, of course, the best deals that are out there. So, in a nutshell, we can do honestly a whole episode about this. Royal Caribbean really, there, there's kind of a, I think when they put out the word sale, it's very much a misnomer, despite what their marketing department may feel. I feel like they do a lot of promotions, the buy one, get one half off, the wow sales. I don't think they're sales. They are promotions that give you something. Now, the buy one, half, get one half off, the price doesn't change on the cruise, it's just that they're giving you half off the second passenger. The wow sales aren't don't change the price of the cruises. You're just getting reduced deposits and increased onboard credit. So a lot of these times they're not actually changing the the, the price of the cruise. It's not like when you go to like Macy's and they have 25% off women's dresses, right? And you go to the women's dress section and you know you can see the price, the original price, and it's either slashed on the ticket or you can do the math in your head and figure out what 25% off of that. And when you get to the register, it's actually 25% less than the marked ticket. That's not the case here. With Royal Caribbean, by and large, they don't do that in the sense of markdowns like that. Now, they do adjust prices, and just prices for cruising will adjust literally daily and even, honestly, by the second, if not you know the hour or whatever. They adjust prices all based on supply and demand. So they'll put out prices for cruises, you know, obviously when, when the first things come out there. So, you know, about a year plus in advance, they put out the schedule and they start taking bookings. And by that point, they said, uh, basically they look at what they've charged before, the demand they've had, and they figure out a price that they think they think will sell well. Okay. So that goes for a little while, usually, and I don't know, a certain period of time, I won't even guess as to when, but they always adjust inventory and they look at it and they say, well, you know, we're, this cruise, this particular sailing is selling really well. And we, you know, we're, we're, we've already run out of inside cabins and, and this, so we're going to adjust that we're going to, you know, maybe we'll increase the price because heck, it looks like we can, we can charge it on the flip side. There may be cruises that are coming up and they're like, wow, we haven't sold anything on here or we're, we're well below where we should be. We're going to lower the price. So those things though, they really don't advertise except for the last minute cruises that Royal Caribbean does. They call it the going, going gone sales. Those are cruises that are like within the next 
three weeks or so. That's obviously not what you're looking for, Lisa. But that's the only real sale I would consider in terms of actual markdowns that you're going to see. So really, otherwise, the prices literally just change. There's really no fanfare to them. They just simply change them on the website. And they, you know, most of the time, they don't vary all that much from day to day, right? You may go on one day, they'll be this price. The next day or the next week, they're up $100 or they're down $20 or something like that. The, for the most part, prices really don't change until you get closer to the sale date, and Royal Caribbean knows a good amount about what they can expect. And again, this usually the the, fir- the big one is, of course, final payment date. And final payment date is 90 days before cruise sailing. And that's when a lot of times when you reach the 90-day period, people who did not pay their deposits or, or did not fill out the whole cruise fare and, and only had their deposit down lose their cabins. All of a sudden, a lot of cabins come back in inventory. That's why you'll often see right around that time period, prices drop. And it's not because they want to stick it to the people that booked in advance. No, it's just more inventory is suddenly available and they've got to fill it up. That's just kind of how it works. So to answer your question, you're looking at late June or anytime in July. So you are looking at two things. You're looking at summer season. And this is, of course, a high season for uh, kids off. This is a very much in-demand time because lots of families are out. Kids are off school, so there's lots of ample time. And yet the problem is that the cruise lines, and Royal Caribbean's included, sent many of their ships overseas, primarily to Europe is the, is the big time of year. So by that point, a lot of them have left the Caribbean. So you've got less inventory in the Caribbean. Now, if you're looking for a European sailing, that's different. European sailings kind of demand their own cost. But if you're looking for a cruise out of the United States, which I think is what you're looking for, you've just got reduced inventory that you're dealing with. So less inventory equals, and you know, same or you know, same demand or even higher demand. In fact, equals higher prices. Here's what I would do, Lisa. So I would look at a couple different things. Number one, look at all the different sailings Royal Caribbean offers. Don't forget, there's also sailings to Alaska during the summertime, and there's sailings all over. So don't look in just in Florida. Look at a Galveston, Texas. Look out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. There's lots of different sailings that are going on, and. Different ports, especially ports that are not as popular as, say, Florida, can get you a lot of great deals that are out there. Uh, This was not going to hold up for this year because I believe they've repositioned the ship, but Serenade of the Seas had been out of New Orleans, and that one was a cruise that was actually a lot less because of the port. Galveston has always been a a port that's actually, I think, been priced lower than similar cruises out of Florida. So consider different departure ports. That's probably the biggest thing you can look at. And the other thing is, again... You can book something you know you you feel pretty confident about, or you you'd be okay paying the price and book it now, and then consider how things are going to be going in advance, right? As you get as you move into next year, as you move into 2015, and you get into March and April, and you start getting close, probably actually before that, maybe February. I forget what 90 days is before June, but when you get close to that 90 day period, make a little note in your calendar, if you will, and keep an eye on it. Either you or have a travel agent do it. And look at the prices because a lot of time this is when you're going to see the biggest change. The, what you really want to do is hit it right on the day or the day after that 90-day window because that's when you're going to have the most inventory return to the pool. And that's when you're going to have the best shot at getting one of the better prices. Now, you can also, of course, you could play the wait, and wait game, right? You could keep waiting, wait until you know May and see what comes out there as last-minute deals. I'm not sure where you live, Lisa, but if you're close enough to a port that you can drive... Certainly a last-minute deal. They're always last-minute deals. I can tell you that based on what I've seen from the going, going, gone sales that Royal Caribbean offers, there's always a good dozen or, or even more cruises that are out there that are priced. It's the nature of the beast. Now, of course, you can't plan very well about that. You have to pay the entire cruise fare right up there up front. It's probably not what you're looking for, but something to consider. So best I can tell you is 
be strong, keep on there, stick with, stay loyal to Royal, of course, that's what we're all about here. And I think that if you continue to be vigilant in terms of, I mean, understand that more promotions will be coming out. And the big thing, of course, is the wave season in January. Wave season is what the cruise industry refers to as their big booking time. So there's a lot of comp- competition and a lot of, there'll probably be a wow sale, I'm sure. And a couple of other promotions may come out there as well. So keep an eye on all these things. And the good news is, actually, is all these new ships coming online. You've got, of course, Quantum of the Seas that'll be coming online in November. We're going to have Anthem of the Seas coming online in the spring of 2015. New ships mean the older ships, they have more inventory. And the older ships, they then get priced accordingly. So it all kind of works together well. It depends on what you're looking for, but I think give it some more time. <laughs> Keep working on it. I know it's, I know it's tough, but... If you, if you play the game a little bit, I'm sure, I think you'll find some good things. Again, alternative ports and just keep watching those prices. Incorporate the use of a good travel agent. All these things can really help you out there. So hope that'll work out for you. And that's going to wrap things up for this week's episode. Of course, I want to invite you to be a part of this podcast as well. We want to have your feedback, your thoughts. So please email us. Uh, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. You can also call the Royal Caribbean Blog voicemail. love playing those. The phone number is 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. We will play your voicemails on the show. I promise no one will answer. It's just a machine. You talk to them. I should pick it up one time. Hello? <laughs> but uh, it's it's. I love having the voicemails because, you know, then it's not just me talking, so we can hear you. Of course, you can also tweet us. We are at the RCL blog on Twitter and Facebook. We're facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>